Hello, my beautiful friend. Welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing three scriptures to help motivate you and inspire you to stay sober and to pursue God's purpose for your life. I know that sometimes I'm not feeling super motivated or, you know, like my brain starts, you know, churning and thinking of ways to, you know, allow these toxic behaviors back into my life. So I know that we need this inspiration and I hope this episode is helpful for you and enjoy. Hey friend, welcome to Beyond the Booze. I'm your host, Victoria Plummer, daughter of the Most High, wife, boy mom, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. I know that you are sick of wallowing in shame after another night of binge drinking. I know that you want to quit, but you can't imagine a life without alcohol. My mission is to set you free from the lies, fears, and habits that are keeping you stuck in a toxic relationship with alcohol. In this podcast, you'll learn about spiritual growth, personal development, healthy lifestyle habits, and recovery education so that you can start living a life you love. If you're ready to take your power back, grow in your faith, and live a more purposeful life, you are in the right place. Whip up your favorite mocktail. Let's do this. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast. I'm super excited about this episode today. I actually was inspired while I was at the gym and thought about this episode um, about, you know, scriptures that have inspired me or, you know, helped move me forward or sharpened me or just, you know, changed my perspective. Um, Yeah, so I, I have three scriptures for you. They're actually like, short paragraphs. So they're not like just a one liner. (laughs) There's something for you to actually chew on and marinate. And side note, if you're ever like wanting to feel inspired, I definitely encourage you to not like wait for it to just fall out of the sky, like go out and get inspired. One of, I heard that one time, um, and then like a short, I don't know, it was a video a long time ago and this guy was like I don't wait for and he was like a super successful some sort of athlete and he was like I don't wait for inspiration to hit me I go out and I go find it and you know one of the ways he goes to do that is to exercise and to move his body and that's one of the ways that I get inspired um sometimes not intentionally but I often you know get these downloads and these ideas while I'm at the gym um exercising. So anyways, just a little side note. If you're looking for a way to get inspired, definitely suggest working out. Um, But yeah, let's dive in. I am excited to share these verses with you. So we're going to start in Hebrews. So Hebrews 12, 1 through 13. That again, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 through 13. Therefore, Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down 
at the right hand of God, consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son? It says, My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline, and do not lose heart when he rebukes you, because the Lord disciplines the one he loves, and he chastens everyone he accepts as his son. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the father of spirits and live? They disciplined us for a little while as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Make level paths for your feet so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. So I, this one was so rich and I was really just going to share the part about the, the first verse where it says, you know, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, you know, people who are walk, watching us, watching, you know, us say that we're Christians and then, you know, maybe we're living no different than them. You know, um, I'm not shaming anyone. Obviously you guys know that I was that person, you know, um, I was saying I was Christian showing, you know, I did love God and I am a Christian obviously, but, um, you know, like my actions weren't aligned with what God was calling me to do. Um, so anyways, I'm just saying like, yeah, we are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. People are watching us, um, and seeing how we behave. Um, so it says, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Um, I just kind of like visualize this, you know, as like me running. I have like all this like swampy seaweed on me and I'm just like running from it and like letting it fall off of me and, you know, running with endurance the race that God's called me to. So I hope that inspires you a little bit. And then, and then also it just reminds us like that starting at verse four, um, that God disciplines his children. And I just, you know, I love that because, you know, while I was being disciplined, you know, with sobriety and like, you know, God was, you know, trying to mold me and shape me into who he wanted me to be. Obviously that's never finished, but Um, I definitely remember reading this and I was like, actually it was probably during my, when I got my DWI and I had found my faith, I came, uh, came across this and I was like, wow, like this is what God is doing. Like he disciplined me through that DWI, through having to be on probation for 18 months, through all the things I had to do, through losing all my friends. Like God was disciplining me for, you know, 
for a greater purpose. Um, so anyways, I remember this and I was, I was grateful for his discipline because, you know, it, I needed that, you know, obviously like me living life on my own terms was not working out, <laughs> but anyways, I hope, um, that you go back and read this scripture and just kind of, you know, I encourage you to, you know, highlight words that stick out to you. Look up what the word means. That's something that I do when I'm studying scripture is I'll sometimes if a verse sticks out to me, I'll go back and I'll like look up every single word in the verse and almost like create a new sentence just to kind of like bring out the teaching from it, um, bring out what God's trying to show me. Because if something's sticking out to you, that's like the Holy Spirit highlighting God's word for you. So Anyways, that's a little side tangent, <laughs> but so the next um, paragraph of verses that I have for you is from one of my favorite books in the Bible, Ephesians. So Ephesians chapter two, verses one through 10, this paragraph is titled made alive in Christ. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Now the verse I want to highlight is, you know, verse eight is definitely important. You know, it's by grace we have been saved and it's not from ourselves. It's a gift of God. Like, we didn't become a great person or like we didn't become a Christian because of like the works that we did. We, you know, we um, have been saved by our faith. Um, and so we need to continue in that faith. And then um, verse 10 is like one of my, it's like my life verse. <laughs> for we are God's handiwork or other verses say, for we are God's workmanship. Like God is like molding us and shaping us. Like, you know, God, we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Like you were created to do good works and God has prepared in advance for you to do that good work. And I think that's one of the most exciting things in life is figuring out like, what is God's um, plan for you? And if you listen to yesterday's episode with, with Crystal, um, you know, we talked about just how like you gain, well, I don't know if we talked about it, but what I gleaned from it is like, for me, this has happened for sure. Sorry. I'm kind of like all over the place, but 
letting go of alcohol and like, you know, especially me letting go of weed, like that just helps you get so much clarity. And I know that, um, for me, that was one of the biggest things I wanted. I was like, I just like want clarity on like what I'm supposed to do. And so, you know, when I would let go of those things, like I would gain so much clarity. And so anyways, that, um, God will show you, you know, what he wants you to do. It's a step-by-step thing. He's not going to show you the whole road. You know, you got to take the step before the next, um, I'm like, I'm, I'm like visualizing kind of the path that God has for us. It's like, we can only see just like a few feet ahead. We can't see the whole path because sometimes if we saw the whole path, we wouldn't even want to step foot on it (laughs) because it's not always easy. You know, there's going to be like some terrain that we've never, um, we've never, uh, crossed before. And so, yeah, anyways, um, but God's going to be with you the whole way. That's like the promise is like, he is with us through it all. Um, and it's worth it, whatever God is calling you to do. Um, so the last scripture I have for you is, um, first Thessalonians chapter five verses one through 10. And this is about the day of the Lord. And, um, this is one that kind of encouraged me and again, helped me, um, kind of make that decision to get sober because, well, you'll see. So let me just read the verses again. We're in first Thessalonians chapter five, verse one through 10. Now, brothers and sisters about times and dates, we do not need to write to you for, you know, very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night while people are while people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness, so that this day should surprise you like a thief. You are all children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then, let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober. For those who sleep at night, I'm sorry, for those who sleep, sleep at night. For those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and hope for salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. And I just, yeah, so the part that was convicting for me is just knowing that God's going to come back like a thief in the night, like Jesus is going to come back like a thief in the night. We know this um, from many other scriptures that talk about, you know, the day of the Lord. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's convict, that was convicting for me. Like I didn't want to be caught high or drunk whenever God comes back. Like that is not how I want to be meeting Jesus in the flesh for the first time, you know? So, um, anyways, I hope that these scriptures were helpful and, If you haven't read them before, or even if you have, you know, these are all great ones to go back and kind of 
marinate on. And, you know, if you have an application Bible to read the commentary on it. And like I said before, go back and, you know, do some word, um, word search, I guess you could say, (laughs) where you like look at the words that stick out to you and, you know, look at them up in the dictionary. Like, what does this word mean? And, you know, what did God might mean by this? Um, anyways, I hope this episode was helpful. And if you haven't already, definitely leave a review. And if you can leave a written review on Apple, that just helps more people find this podcast. And it lets me know that it's actually helping you. So encourage you to do that and have a great day.